Hey guys, and welcome back to Front Boards and Four Baggers, episode 16. I am Eddie from Cornhole Bag Reviews, and we got Corbin from Corbin's Cornhole Reviews. Somehow he is not working, so he's able to attend the oh, podcast this it's week. Incredible. Too bad it's incredible. we too bad it's only me. You know, you're stuck with just me this time. <laughs> you don't get any cool pros to talk to. But uh today, just us. <laughs> today we're gonna discuss um, you know, a very popular brand, someone close and local to you. We're going to talk about Kill Shots, but we'll talk about their probably two most popular bags. They have some new ones up yeah. and coming, but we got like kind of the OG 357 style bag. And then we got the P90, which has definitely been one of the top sellers in the last year or so. Um, and then we'll talk about kind of, uh, we were inspired by the Jimmy humans, Tyler Cobb thing to talk about the clean versus dirty play style. And what we mean by that is, you know, like what's the pros and cons of being a player that just wants to shoot for the hole every single time. And a player that likes to do the block airmail roll, those kind of shots. And especially at the pro level, and we'll talk about pro level versus like intermediate level and, and, and basic level, because, you know, I think a lot of us even struggle to try to make it in every time and then kind of how that differs between the, the different levels. So We'll start out with uh, the P90. So you got a P90 on. I think you got a prototype. You have a P90. Don't you? I have prototype P90s. Yeah, oh, this is a uh, a one of five. So not a patch. That's just a design. But yeah, these were the very first P90s that uh, he made and got out to some people to try. Nice. I had yeah, a set of pull P90s. I actually just traded my set, but I really... Actually, no, I didn't trade my set. I gave them to my little brother for Christmas because we were throwing them oh, yeah, at Christmas. And uh, he's not even a cornhole player. And uh, he four bags with them. He's like 12 years old. And he's like, can I buy oh, these sweet. all these... Can I buy these off you? I'm like, you don't have to buy them. You can have them. <laughs> Merry Christmas, <laughs> yeah, There you go. But uh, I had uh, the original P90s as well. I did not have the Gen 3s, but we could talk about the difference to, between that. But yep. we'll talk about the materials real quick. So we got a 6.9 speed. It's a pro sniper material. In my opinion, yep. it's a slight... Slightly fuller than a pro sniper, less full than my yep. Enigmas, very comparable to like a Costello in terms of fullness, in my opinion, uh, the way when yep. it breaks in, but not like crazy taco floppy like a pro sniper. Still gets floppy, but not like, you know, yep, tissue still paper floppy, floppy, but it's still got a really good feel. Yeah. Uh, the Gen 3s and especially have kind of that nice disc fill. Um, yep. And then we're looking at 105 plus shipping on the website right now. They are on sale for 75 bucks for the base colorways, but you can find them for like 60 to 90 bucks on Facebook. Kill shots go for a relatively low uh, bar, some like limited, really limited ones, but you can find some pretty good deals on kill shots if you're looking for them on Facebook. But yeah. uh, I know this is local to you and you had the prototypes. These might yeah. be a little quick for you now, but what's your opinion on uh, the P9? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a little quick for me now, but in a sticky condition, I would absolutely play with them. Um, you know how it is. A lot of times in winter, the boards are just fast. Yeah, It's just everywhere I play right now, boards are fast. So I'm not going to be using them. But if you are a clean player, four in the hole, phenomenal bags. I mean, you can block if they get a little stickier, um, but both sides are just stupid hole friendly. We all know that, you know, Pro Sniper Costello Slow. Um, it's definitely got the Pro Sniper Tango Fast. Viper Fast. So yeah, yeah Viper Fast. I mean, it's just, it's a stupid, stupid friendly fast side, uh, but the slow side doesn't hang or punish you at all. I mean, it's a really, really good bag for a slide player. Absolutely. That's, I, I think I said in my review, actually, that this is going to be their number two bag behind the 357. Oh yeah. And Bef I, I before it was even it out and done, I said, yeah. and, and it could be, it could yeah. fight the 357 all day long. You know, you have some 357 diehards, but I think the P90 is really scooping into like, you know, those Viper guys that don't want to have to pay for Vipers anymore or, you know, pro sniper. That's not a huge fan of lucky. And I also think we, as we'll talk about later with the playstyle, I think we're transitioning to a time in the game currently where fast bags are more popular than slower bags. Uh, more players like the fast bag, the whole friendly bag, and uh, these yep. hang up 
not at all. Like they very much just no. slide in the hole. I would say yeah. with them, same with Costellos and all the one pro snipers, maybe not pro snipers actually that much. The slightly fuller versions by Enigmas, I can still manipulate those decently well. I can throw cuts with those pretty yes. pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like they are super forgiving if you're not super flat. I know a lot of people throw Costellos vertically, throw those vertically, they'll still slide in the hole. But I can manipulate yep. it if I try. I find them a really nice airmail bag. And uh, the combination for me, the reason I think those, those two materials work so well is a lot of the time the Surefire Fast, Costello Fast side, a lot of people, when they flip over to Fast side, it's a very noticeable difference in terms of feel and materials, very crunchy and gritty on that on that Fast side, that game changer material. Because this yep. uses that Viper Pro Sniper, when you flip to that Fast side, it's still relatively soft, somewhat similar it to is. the slow side. So I find mm-hmm. it easier to kind of change between the two without too much difference in the hand feel, uh, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense, which is why I think that combo works really well because they're both semi-soft, but they play vastly different in terms of speed. Uh, It's a great push side. You could push through almost anything with that material. That thing can get soaking wet and push through anything. I mean, it's just just a really, really solid push side. And again, both sides, you can sneak into a tiny hole with that thing. I mean, like you sneak around bag, slide around a drop. So Really solid. I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. We're seeing a lot of companies come out with these materials. Both the materials are very common in the bag industry, but paired together, they just make a really solid bag. And I like the template and the thickness and the and the fill and that Killshots uses. It's almost got the perfect hand feel. And this is actually, and I could be wrong on this, but my speculation is that this is Gen 3 fill and this is the first bag he used it in. I agree. Because my original so, P90s felt very similar to the Gen yeah, 3s. This is Gen 3 Phil. He's put them in the 357 now, the Canon, you know, the Phantom, whatever. It all has it now. Yeah. But this was his first iteration of that Phil, trying to figure out how he liked it. But man, he they nailed it, honestly. That's really that's nice, a slightly yeah. thicker bag, but it is nice and floppy. It has a wonderful hand feel. And I will say this is one bag that I actually did not use a single artificial break in on. No, they broke in fairly quickly just by throwing. I warm water soaked for yeah. an hour and then I tumbled them and then I just threw them for a couple of days and all of a sudden they started melting. I'm like, holy crap. And they're yeah. they're money now. I mean, they, they're amazing. When people reach out to me about those materials in specific, no matter the bag, I say yeah. I, I really like like a Dawn wash on them because both yeah. the fast side and the slow side have almost a little waxy residue to them. They got the wax. And yep. uh, that slow side in particular, Costello's, Pro Sniper's, those – as you throw them more and more and they get dirty, that waxiness keeps wearing off a little bit more and a little bit more. And they just play better and better the longer you throw them. They just really yep. start to – and they slow down just a little bit when they get a little more grit on them. And I find they play like like a step up from the Surefire, a nice transition, or from the 357, a nice transition from the 357 that can still block yep. and push but super hole friendly almost all the time. Absolutely. So P90, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if it takes over 357. I bet you if I looked, if we looked at their sales charts from the, since they released them, I wouldn't be surprised if it's outselling the 357. I think it's just, sure. it fits right now in the cornhole world we live in, in the play style of the mass public, I would say a little bit more than the 357. And if you've never, like, I would, we'll talk about this in a second on the 357, but if you try a brand new 357, you might get turned off from it. But if you sign, try oh, a crazy broken one, you'll be really turned on about. So I guess we'll transition into the 357. Uh, it's called, we call it like a 5.8 speed. The slow side, it's like, it's not a surefire material, but it's a very dense, softer, uh, kind of like that polyester material. They call it the player's material. Fast side is that surefire game changer Costello fast side. So very similar speed wise to a surefire, but not quite the same in terms of hand feel, just definitely a little bit thicker. Uh, Gen 3, we're looking at the disc fill. Uh, I know the Gen 2 is a little bit more of a beady fill. Yeah. Um, Gen ones uh, are we're almost even more beady. I, my buddy has Gen ones; they're almost a circle 
like a perfect bead. Yeah, they're pretty um, beady, but they're a little thicker. Yeah, correct. But so di- different iterations to so just know when you're out there buying, um, you know, Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3, you are getting a different hand feel. So if you're a really big disc fill guy, got to go with the Gen 3. If you're like a yeah. game changer fill guy, BG fill guy, Gen 1, Gen 2 are very similar in that facet. Um, all very similar in thickness and density and everything, but it's just purely that hand feel on the beads, same materials and everything. Uh, but again, that 105 plus shipping, but they're on sale as well right now for 75 bucks, 60 to 90 bucks kind of kill shots kind of go in that range for most of their lines uh, on Facebook right now. And they're very readily available. If you post looking for 357s, I bet you get a hundred comments in like an hour. So um, my opinion on 357. So I've thrown with new 357s, like in terms of I've broke some in, I broke in the sure shot Diablos, which uses the same material as the 357 slow. It is a, it is a rough material. It is a very, very dense material. It, uh, I think you got to softener it like two, three times. I I did conditioner on it and you got to throw it a ton. It's one of those materials that it's almost like carpet. It's not quite to the point of carpet where it's you lose playability early on, but in terms of getting it to the best potential it has, it almost is the time frame of carpet and the dedication that you need for carpet. So I would say like once you get them broken in though, they're really good. Like I, I've thrown yes. my buddies Gen 1 357s that I'm pretty sure they can't get more broken in. They're almost like broken, I think. Right. But even though it's really beady, man, are they whole friendly. And that, that material like almost thins out. It's almost like it like dissolve, like part of the red, it like rubs off over time. It really thins out. Um, but it plays similarly to a surefire, just with a little bit of a denser hand feel, a little bit less soft. I would say it, it sticks up a little bit less fast than a surefire it almost like is a little bit uh longer lasting that material doesn't quite get affected by humidity in the same way but either way uh, again i mean kill shots i think is one of those brands that really has like a cult following in terms of uh there are people that really enjoy the bags and uh, i think this is just you know the og anybody anybody who's a kill shots fan has a set of 357s or 20 and really likes them and has their own way of breaking them in. But uh, I know you've you've thrown almost every gen of 357s and a lot of people in your area are kill shot yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. So like what's um, from throwing them, what do you like about them? Well, I actually took the very first tournament that I played, literally very first tournament before I even knew how big Cornhole was. I was throwing gen one 357s and I took second place. So they, they got a little special place in my heart just because of that. Um, they're a good bag. My problem with them is that slow side. Yeah. Um, I know that hang on that slow side definitely hangs up as far as a humid situation, um, which also makes it kind of fun because you can flop and roll with it. Sure. When it does that, you can do nasty cuts. Um, the fast side, hang on, the, the fast side never is affected really. No. Um, but like you're saying, the break in is the hardest part with this bag. It, it, I think it's actually harder to break in than carpet is. Sure. Um, it's harder to get where you want it to be because it just this is a brand new set. Hang on, please. This is a brand new set and it's just stiff. It's as a board. stiff. Yeah, it is stiff. And it's, I mean, they're brand new. It's, I got them in a mystery box and I wanted to keep them brand new. You know, they're Jersey guy. I got my three fifty sevens. you know, I'm cool, but they're, they're stiff and it's mm-hmm. tough to get it that way. You can condition them. You can soften them. You can do whatever. And they kind of go, <laughs> yeah i think after like two flat. rounds of softener i could still do that test where you lay it on the hole and it doesn't fall in right like it's just, I mean, it's, it's just it's pretty really close. yeah but that's not a knock on the bag itself because once you get that material broken in it is so can you please stop once you get that material broken in it is so incredibly friendly like it's just it's stupid floppy 
And then it just, it gets in the hole and it starts to drip. I mean, you can drag them, you can push them. It's just, it's a really good bag. It's been as popular as it is for a reason. Sure. So I like them. That's, I will always like them. Um, I prefer carpet in the speed range, but they're great bags. No. And and I think it's also just the stigma around the bag. I think it's one of the most quote unquote famous bags in the space in terms of uh, it was one of, it's definitely probably their biggest bags in terms of just overall forever of the company existing. It's absolutely uh, the most popular bag that they've probably ever come out with. It, just if it's maybe the P90s outselling it right now, but like the 357 just over the course of time is one of those bags, almost like the Pro Advantage, like the Slide Right, maybe the Game Changer that came out. The 357 is just kind of in that conversation for like, uh, before this huge bag boom that we've been seeing in the last eight months to a year with all these companies coming out with bags, 357 was kind of at the beginning of that. And, uh, you know, a very, you know, popular bag in the, in the common space for, for the beginning of the bag. So it looks like Corbin is taking a little kid hiatus here. He's got, got the fruit loops out and the, <laughs> I'm sorry, the man. I'm trying to get her. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, We'll transition a little bit into here to the clean versus dirty playstyle. So a little background on why we're talking about this today. So last week when I interviewed uh, Jimmy Humans and Tyler Cobb, Jimmy Humans brought up a really interesting point about doubles teams and something that I brought up to Corbin afterwards and uh, I thought was probably one of the coolest things. I was like very impressed with the cerebral understanding of the team and something I never really thought of when it came to a dirty playstyle player uh, in terms of they wanted to have one player that was the clean playstyle person just trying to four bag every single time and one player playing the dirty playstyle, which is playing for the blocks, the rolls, the airmails, the cuts, the big rounds, the aggressive playstyle, the, the really dirtying up the board, making it difficult to play. And most carpet teams try to go both players doing that, you know, both players going for the blocks, the rolls, the airmails, the cuts. But as we'll get into with the pros and cons of each scenario, <laughs> it looks like Peanut's hand is joining the uh, podcast, but as we, uh, get we're getting in, there, man, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting there. As we get into like both of the scenarios of, uh, or the pros and cons of each, if both players are playing crazy aggressive, you give a really high chance of maybe if one of you are off, just giving up constantly big rounds where if he was saying, if you have one player throwing the constant clean play style, kind of washing out your opponent, maybe whoever's thrown against the best player that day or the player that they think is just going to push through constantly or air mill over him constantly, they'll just four bag wash constantly and let the other player take the aggressive line, try to score the big rounds and get the points that way. He calls one player needs to be the bagger. One player needs to be the scorer, which I think is a really interesting play style. So then it brought up the idea. Let's just talk about the differences between clean and dirty play styles in every level of competition, kind of the pros and cons of each and, and what you could look at uh, using each of those play styles. So we'll start out with the clean play style. When we're talking about a clean play style, we're talking about you're trying to four bag every single time that you're on the board. You're trying to slide every single bag in. You're not trying to throw blocks. You're not trying to throw, you know, cuts. You're just trying to slide, push through, maybe a slight accidental block that leads a little short. Uh, airmail if they throw a block on you, but you're not going for these crazy shots. The pros I would look at from that, we're looking at, you would probably have a lot higher of a PPR. Um, you're probably going to have more consistent scoring in terms of, you know, you, you'll be able to, you know, get your points here and there. You need less shots to be doing this play style in terms of you only need a slide, a push an airmail. You're not going to need a cut. You're not going to need a roll. You're not going to need a short block. You're not going to need a level one block. You're not going to need all these other shots 
It's just a very easy, consistent play style to do. You can use really whole friendly bags. You can use the fastest bags that exist. That's why you see people throwing game changers, vipers. You just you're just trying to get it near the hole and have it fall in. And then me and Cor- Corbin's opinion, opinion, it's an easier play style to do, and that's why you see most people in lower echelons of competition doing this play style. So. Um, in your opinion, so I would say when you're starting off, I mean, almost everyone's just going to try to throw in four bags every single time. Yeah, and I mean, you're you're definitely going to be trying to slide because you're trying to get that consistency in your game. You know, yeah. Um, and everyone watching, I assume, knows that this is not my play style. You know, this is not my preferred. Sure. Uh, I like to muddy it up, which you know we'll get into. But I think this is a great place to start, and I think it's a very important thing to learn. Sure. Um, we didn't really talk about it, but I think the dirty play style is a little more difficult at times Yeah, because you have to be able to be clean as well. You know, if you're, if your person's going four bagger against you, you're throwing a block, they're getting around it. Well, if you get around it, they get around it again. You got to get yours in at some point to get to their 12, unless you just want to give up two, three points every single round. So, um, the slide play style is not exactly for me, but it is incredibly effective uh, I just think the most important part of that is just having a killer airmail. Yeah. And, and in and terms of the cons have, of it, you have to bang. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, so, I mean, and everyone would be like, oh, well, this is the easy play style. You just slide it in every time. So, I mean, I think it's important sure. also to look at the cons of a slide play style. And in the cons, yes. in my opinion, you put less pressure on your opponent where I would say the mass majority of people. And, and again, guys, we're talking about like upper echelons of plays. We're talking like pro level, maybe advanced players, right? Like granted in your lower skill level areas, if you make more, if you make four in the hole, you're probably going to score because just people, not a lot of people are doing that. But when you're looking at pros, when we talk to them, they, they said they can make a hundred, all of them can make a hundred in a row. I mean, they're, they're pros, they can do that, right? So in my opinion, it puts a little bit of less pressure on your opponent every round where that's what they the easy to do. They don't have to airmail. They don't have to cut. They don't have to roll. They don't have to push. They're just sliding up the board. So it's easier for them to just match you, right? And in and me and Corbin talked about this. You have a little bit of a lower DPR chance in terms of the score, the rounds that you are scoring. You're probably scoring one, two, three, maybe if they miss one off the board, right? You're not getting six seven points five points because you're not forcing them to miss shots off the board like you're not forcing them to miss airmails you're just fighting for them to miss the hole the games can go crazy long as well i mean uh, like in terms of if you're just matching each other every time so over the course of a whole tournament if you're playing 20 games it can get fatiguing to constantly be making every single bag you get mental fatigue and you mm-hmm. like you were saying you must have a good airmail because if you run into a person that's really good at blocks you don't have these other options for shots you're throwing crazy fast bags so you have a, sl- a push through and an airmail so you have to be on with that airmail and uh actually kind of interestingly enough you're actually prone to giving up big rounds against these blocking players which is what we'll get into because if your airmail is off which is why we saw like you know, Cheyenne Renner beating Matt Guy in the in the open two opens ago. She started throwing a block. He missed an airmail. She got three points, and that happened multiple yep. times in a row. If you're slightly off on that airmail, you can give up big points. So, I I think the slide play style is an awesome place to start. Um, in it my is. opinion, I'm a hybrid person where I kind of change in terms of if I'm playing against someone that throws vipers or game changers, I'll just throw blocks the whole time. You gotta block them. Um, yeah. Cause it's not even worth trying to fight because I know that's their only goal. If I'm playing against someone that I think I can just out race, then I'll just shoot. Like sure. I'll just race. Cause it's like, okay, again, I'm not playing against pros. So if I, if I don't think someone can shoot a 10 every single round, then I'll get at least a 10 every single round, just shoot for the hole. Um, I, 
And yes, I do think it's easier. I, I've said this multiple times on the podcast. I think a purposeful block is the hardest shot in cornhole. Um, I think a block that isn't what isn't you just slid and it happened to stop short, but it's I'm going to throw a block and you right. throw a short block. I'm doing this on purpose. Yeah, yep. that is because if you miss, you're giving bumpers, which is what we'll get into in the dirty play style. But so I definitely think there's just less room for error with a fast bag play style. I mean, you're throwing bags that you need a tenth of the bag in the hole and it goes in. So it's just it's just very prone to forgiveness. You don't even have to be, and that's why like if you're not flat. I think you have to play this play style. I don't think you can play a dirty play style if you're not flat because totally agree. you're not going to be able to push and block consistently. It's going to be kicking all over the place, which is what we'll get into as well. But you can mm-hmm. throw fast bags. You don't have to be flat. It's probably easier to get good like this. Uh, you know, it's less demand on consistency in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, being consistent. So overall easier, but um, has its definite pros and the best player, mm-hmm. the best players in the world do it, to be honest. So yeah, um, they do. Makes sense. But talk a little bit about. Corbin's play style or uh, a lot of play Jimmy Eumann's play style, Tyler Cobb's play style. Eric Davis is big on this, right? Is messy, 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 messy game, which the pros of it, higher chance for scoring big rounds. That's the biggest pro, right? You throw a block, they block behind, you roll over, they miss an air mill, you roll over, they miss an air mill, you're up six, right? They try to push through, they kick off the side, you push through, you replace, you're instantly up two, the blocker's still in the way. I mean, it's just like you're force and you're forcing your opponent to always shoot hard shots. Like they never just get to, because I mean, Cornell's muscle memory. I mean, so much, the reason that a lot of people are good when they drink is because you could just kind of drink and chill out and throw bags, right? If you're yep. like, I got to step out and throw a left to right cut. I got to throw a right to left cut. I got to push through. I have to airmail. I have to block behind and not miss. All those shots are mental fatigue, more difficult, more prone to error. And if they're used to sliding every time and they're like, okay, I'm going to block behind, this is very common. Not many good fast players are good at blocking behind because it's mm-hmm. you have to be more accurate. You have to hit in a certain spot and they're used to just sliding in every time anywhere near the hole. Um yep. You, and you also have a lot more shot options. You can go for the flop. You can go for the roll. You can airmail. You can push. You can block. You can cut. I mean, you, you have every shot available to you because of the bags that you're playing. Usually a carpet play style, but could be just a slow bag play style. Very, very yeah, usually. Could be surefire 357, something like that. Yeah. I mean, somewhere in that four or five range. 100%. And, um, and I would say another pro is your shots are less prone to going off the board. In terms of you could throw aggressive, yeah. a block is usually before the hole. It's kind of got to get pushed closer to the hole. If you go for a roll, usually ends up on the board somewhere. Uh, you go for a push, usually ends up on the board somewhere. You're not throwing these crazy fast bags that are going off the back. Usually you have a lot, if you're accurate, you have a lot less dead bags. Like bags are usually always in play, depending on what you and your opponent are doing. Um, you have to airmail less because you're, you have a lot more shot options. Uh, it's just, it's just, you have a lot more, you know, ability to do things in a round. And like the thing that you said and you really like is you get to play aggressive with a slower bag. You get to throw it harder. You don't have to baby anything. You can follow through with the hole. So why did you absolutely yeah, why did you switch to this play style? And since you've switched, what are the reasons that you think you like it more? Yeah, I mean I I was never like a four in the hole slide of mulling kind of guy. I mean, I was never a fast bag guy. Let's put it that way. Um I'm trying to remember the fastest the fastest bag that I consistently played was like a cat too. Costello's that's the fastest bag I consistently played. Um, and I actually, I really remember this regional where I, like we were saying the fatigue and long, long games and all that, right. This guy and I were battling back and forth one or two points around or washes. We'd go 10 rounds of washes in a row. Just kept going, kept going, kept going. And I just, I just got tired. I shot a stupid airmail at the end cause I was done with the game. I was like, <laughs> I don't care anymore. 
I'm like, I'm going to try to drag and win. And if I miss, I'm going to lose. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, I was just like, fine, whatever. Um, to me, the, the slower play style, the dirty play style, it's just more fun. Yeah. You know, I'm not out here trying to be a pro. I'm not trying to make tons of money doing this. I mean, if I place well at a tournament, I'm thrilled. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I want to do well, but in the same token, I'm not trying to absolutely advance to the very top level as soon as I can. So I'm out here trying to have fun. And I think the biggest part that I like about it is with the muddy play, you can beat a player that's better than you oh, are. hundred percent. That's what it is. I mean, if you're looking at strict PPRs, whatever, right say I'm a six and a half and someone else is a 10, I can win that game. Oh yeah. That's lay a couple of purposeful blocks. They miss a couple. And then you just capitalize when you can. Um, I really like the flop and roll style for, I call it a safe airmail. Mm-hmm. Just most of the time, you know, if the hole's open or I just need to do something, even if I miss it, it's typically staying on the board. Sure. Um, it might even become an even better blocker, which I really like for that. You know, if I try to flop one over and it doesn't, well, their bag is totally screwed now. Sure. Um, unless they bar soap me, which I've never had happen yeah, no. in person, but sure. I mean, I've, I've seen it. It's ridiculous, but, um, you know, it, like you're saying, it really reduces my airmail chances. Um, I'm really only airmailing to drag now. Yeah. So if the hole's open at all, I'm going to try to hit the pile and roll over it and let it tumble in. Um, but I just like it. It's, it's more interesting to me. Um, it's kind of fun laying a, I know, but oh, can I be quiet? That's hilarious. <laughs> just trying to watch a show. For me. <laughs> yeah, How dare you? Just, trying, just trying to watch your tablet with noise canceling headphones and I have to be quiet. Um, no, it's just fun. I think it's fun laying a block and then finding a way to get around it. Uh, if you can clean them all up, it's just no better feeling than making a dirty board, cleaning them up and scoring six. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I really like it. Um, also the four in the whole play style is just not really for me because I throw a lower back sure. and I'm not willing to change my mechanics for a bag. You sure. know, I change the bag for my mechanics. So that's just what I like. I just, I like the versatility of it all. Um, am I better because of it? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would say like, <laughs> I mean, so, so you, I talk about a lot in my vlog too. Like there's certain games where I'll be like, Hey, we're playing against one of the best teams in the state. I'm going to try to throw blocks the whole game. And the reason for yeah. that is, and I was telling Jimmy humans and Tyler Cobb this after the podcast that like, if you travel to Minnesota and you got a killer block roll, you can beat literally anybody just because it's like, there's so many good teams around here that you throw a level one V block and they're like, Whoa. Like, how do I play cornhole? Like that was rude. That? That's just in the way. <laughs> and then, know. you know, and they, and they, maybe they don't block behind. And I would say the biggest perk with, you know, me being a fast bag and able to block play style is I can really push well in terms of like, I can accurately yeah. push because I'm used to throwing fast bags in a specific spot. Uh, so I'm fine switching to fast side and throwing hard. Um, I don't roll per se flop much. I will, if, if me and you want to throw a carpet, I'll throw rolls like I can, Sure, but I we'll would have rather a battle and have fun. Yeah. I would rather airmail. Uh, my airmail has gotten a lot okay. better. I like airmailing, but like, so my dirty play style is a hybrid in terms of, I like block push. Or I'll just block, block behind airmail. That's fine. I'll just I do too. Um, Honestly, it's in the same token. Like if I'm playing, say I lay a level one block, right? They miss off to the side. I'm not necessarily trying to get around that bag. I might slide right through. I'm content with my two points right there. Yeah. You know, knowing that I'm okay and, you know, maybe lay another one next shot and see what they do. And I would say I tend to lead when I play dirty, I lead on the aggressive side where, and I tell my partner this too, where 
I will take me and my partner airmail. Like if we're just miss every airmail, then whatever it happens, but I will take us airmailing over our opponents in every game. So I tell them sure. if you throw a block and they block behind, shoot the second bag. Cause that's what shoot I do. It. I'm like, just shoot the second bag. You know, if you yep. miss, you can think about laying up the third bag, but I think the, and I talked about to a t- bunch of teams about this this weekend. And, and I guess this is a little bit of cornal strategy. In my opinion, if I throw a block and they perfect, perfectly block behind and I don't have a push chance, I'm always shooting because one, I have hole control, so they can't push mm-hmm. through me. Two, if I make that airmail, they the instant the, pressure. It's so much more difficult because if they short airmail accidentally, they knock me in. If they yep. miss the airmail, I can either lay up or airmail again, already up three, and now they have pressure to always hit that airmail. Um, it's just, it's just the the pressure that you put on your opponent with that second bag airmail in my opinion is just is it gets you so many big rounds because they either Absolutely. lay up because they're not willing to do it or you're just getting 3 to 6 points in a round i mean it's, it's so i i think that the block playstyle it has a ton i'm not a big roll guy but i think the messy playstyle is just mm-hmm. again way more fun too i love shooting way more fun. i have so many it's- clips from my like you think my vlog would be that cool if i was like all right 7 rounds later after 6 12 12 washes <laughs> It's three uh, to I got two. 12 to 10 now. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, exactly. I have rounds. It's like one round, my favorite round of the weekend, even though we didn't even make the podium. Oh, spoiler. But we didn't make the podium. Uh, it was a really <laughs> tough, really tough tournament. Hey, screw up. <laughs> it's I, not a spoiler. Dude, I saw a dude's jersey and I wanted it because his name, instead of his last name, he put first out of the money. And I was like, and I was like, that's literally me. I need that. Shirt. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I know. I was thinking about making a patch that was like, like fourth place champion or something like something like with that. fourth place. Uh, yeah. And I, and I saw your poster. Like, I want to make a patch now. That's like 26.9 feet. <laughs> the 26 I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. Um, but like, it's just, I had my favorite round of the weekend was he slid in. I blocked, he blocked behind, I airmailed, he airmailed, I airmailed drug, or I airmailed again. He actually went for the airmail, landed short, knocked me in, I airmailed a third time, like for the four bagger. And I was just like, yeah. come on. Like, it's just yeah. so satisfying. It's so much more fun. Like, big. I slide in for a four bagger. I'm like, oh, good. I didn't mess up. You airmailed cool, three times whatever. in a row, you're like hyped. You're yeah. like, that was sick. I want to do that again. Yeah. So it's just, it's like more a, fun. A final pro on the, that we didn't really mention, that I just kind of thought of. The four bagger, you know, sliding them all in the clean play style, that can be physically tiring, right? Sure. I think playing against a dirty player is mentally tiring. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because I've had it so many times where, you know, I'd prefer to slide my first one in and then make it messy because then I got some points, you know, to play with. But, you know, slide the first one in, second one, level one V block, just sitting there. And I literally had my opponent be like, you do this every time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's that's the on point. purpose, <laughs> like a hundred percent. And then they just start getting frustrated and start missing left, right, short, whatever. It's just, it's mentally tiring. You know, we talked to Cheyenne and she said, she just pushes through blocks. Now she doesn't care anymore. Yeah. She's like, whatever, I'm just going to roll through it. Well, not everyone's like that. You know, not everyone likes We're to, able to, to push through a block. We're able the to center of the that's, block. That's the big time. problem. Hit accurately with enough speed to carry it in and fall and bring a bolt, you know? So it's, I think it's a mentally tiring game playing against that dirty player because you just don't know what they're going to come up with. Yeah. And one big thing that we didn't mention either that I think is really important from a strategy perspective. If you want to play the block play style, the dirty play style, if this, if you're playing against someone's fast and you're like, I need to block them to prevent. If you have a situation that you can get one point or be aggressive to get more, take one point. And, and the reason I say that is because it, 
if you don't have first bag. And the reason I say that is because in the dirty play style, first bag matters more than almost anything else. Because if they slide one in to start and you throw a block, they can confidently just shoot an airmail or block behind knowing that Mm -hmm. they're up three. And now you're they block behind you and they're like, well, I'm up three. So now you got to hit the hard shot already to start the round. Right. So like you're playing their game almost by blocking. Yep after they make a bag. So yep, first bag is really, really important, but we'll go into a couple of the cons that we didn't necessarily talk about. Cause we talk about how great this block play style is, but there definitely is things that are difficult oh, there's huge cons. in terms mm-hmm. of if you're slightly off, especially when I was saying the hardest shot in corner is a purposeful block. In my opinion, if you're slightly off, you miss to the right or the left, you gave a bumper. Your opponent now bumps you out of the way. And for the rest of that round, their hole is eight inches big. Right, they can miss mm-hmm. left by like three inches. They're still going in, especially with those fast bags. So if you're not on, if your bag's not flat, if you're getting tired or lazy and it's starting to kick on you, you're going to get punished. You can't play super fast bags. So your bag will hang up a little bit more. If you're not in the middle of the hole, it's going to hang up. If the board start to stick up, your fast side probably isn't crazy fast. Like it's just, you're less hole friendly. So accuracy is your key. You're really going for that, you know, like trying to sneak around bags with a roll or an airmail or hitting really more difficult shots. I think it's harder. And you said this earlier, personally, it's a lot harder. I think it's just harder to be consistent for a whole day. It is throwing blocks all the time. And, uh, and if, and you have to have good secondary shots, your push has to be good. You either have, you have to have a decent roll or a good airmail, right? I mean, like you have to have those shots. Otherwise there's no, otherwise you muddy up the whole round. Cut shot. I mean, you gotta have, you gotta have something to get around that bag that you left there. Yeah. And you guys know I'm a big cut shot guy. Like I would rather block Mm -hmm. in their lane and cut around my bag three times or airmail, Mm -hmm. but I choose airmail as a roll as a roll bag, right? It's great if you have both, but I think you need one of those to be really confident in because if you throw a block and they immediately perfectly block behind you, well, your only option is roll airmail. Like, like the hole's gone or like yeah. some. You can block cut. behind again and see what they do. Well, yeah. It's just, it's up to how aggressive you want to be. Yeah. But let's say they airmail and hit it. Well, now you have to hit one, right? Like if you're not confident well, yeah, now in airmail. You're in trouble. Yeah. If you're not <laughs> confident in airmail, you shouldn't be blocking yeah. because you have Correct. to be able to shoot, you know, over a block. I mean, that's the whole point, yep. right? So, Absolutely. so you definitely have to have those shots and we find it a little bit harder. But if you can master the dirty play style, I think it's really, really good. Um, you know, and, and we're it's just to, more fun. It is way more fun at the top Especially tier at pro level, level. It's just yeah. more fun at the top tier pro level. The fast bag play style is winning out right now. Um, you it's know, Matt win. guy, Cheyenne runner, like Baldwin, Trey Birchfield, like they're all throwing fast bags. Right. And they were throwing pro snipers this week. I mean, fast bags, right. But Jimmy humans has made two straight top fours. Shout out. Jimmy humans was just on the podcast. He made two straight top fours in ACL throwing Neptunes carpet bags. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't even throw Four a roll sevens. shot. Yeah. He just likes to push an airmail. Right. And he's just really yeah. consistent. But like you commented on one of his photos, he throws a pancake. I mean, his oh my bag gosh. is like Freaking literally box, this dude. all just the time. Boom. Like comes out of his can, hand and you're like, all you right. can slow mo it and it just moves like this. Like it just doesn't uh-huh. go anywhere. So like, it's incredible. So that, I mean, but, but that's why he's really able to utilize a whole day ACL event, 30 plus games yeah. of throwing yeah. carpet because he could throw it so flat. But yeah. that kind of leads us a little bit. I mentioned this for a little while while, uh, while you were getting cereal, um, but <laughs> team chemistry and doubles. Um, <sighs> I, I think, I think it's a really cool idea and I wanted to get your take on this because you were getting cereal about, um, uh, <laughs> about like, well, when I what brought, was I doing Eddie? <laughs> I, I think it was Fruit Loops. 
Uh, when, oh, I was getting cereal. Yeah, okay. yeah, that. Because <laughs> um, when I mentioned to you, like, hey, my favorite part of the podcast was when Jimmy Unis was talking about that you need a bagger and a scorer, and they rotate yeah. between the game depending on who's off. My favorite comment, my favorite line of the whole podcast that I wish I could just quote was him saying, yeah, whichever one of us is off on the day, they'll just start four bagging every time and the other person will start blocking. And I'm like, I love how if you're off, you <laughs> oh, just go to off, four bagging. You just slide them all yeah, in. Yeah, you no just problem. go to slide all in. And if I'm right. off, I get a four. Right. <laughs> yeah, like it's just like the levels right. of off are very different, Jimmy. So I think you need different words here. But um but, so so when I brought that up to you, what was kind of intriguing to you? What made you want to talk about it? Like what what clicked in your mind that was like, wow, that's a really cool idea. Well, it just it made perfect sense to me because I was like, Yeah, obviously the fast players, you know, you got two fast players, you're gonna be throwing four baggers, whatever. Like it's cool. That's there's no difference in play style, it's fine. But if you're playing, because I've done this, it's actually happened to me. That's kind of why it clicked. Cause I played a tournament with a guy that I don't normally play with, but we both like carpet. We both like drawing together. My normal partner wasn't available. He was just going to go, whatever we played. We were both trying to be messy and do flops and do all this other stuff. We didn't do that well. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, when we showed up and they were like, who's your partner? And I told them they were like, Oh boy. Like people were like, you guys should probably take it. Right. I mean, it was one of those. Oh, sure. And we did not do great. I mean, we want a couple, you know, I think we want two and two or three and two on the day, but it just didn't work out. Um, I was thinking about my normal partner now. And I told him, I said, John, listen, like, I'm not being mean about this, whatever. I was like, but you're the clean player. I'm the dirty player. He's like, what was that supposed to mean? I'm like, I'm more confident in you sliding four in than me. <laughs> I'm like, that's what that means, you know? And I'm like, and it makes perfect sense on the podcast. You know, Eddie talked to humans and, and Cobb about it. And I said, it's kind of brilliant. I said, you can get around your own block. Sure. But I'm the one that likes to lay the block, make it tricky, all that. Like he's perfectly content sliding all four in. And I am too, but I'd like to score points when I do it. (laughs) You know, I don't want it scored. I don't want 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. Like that's just a boring game to me. And I think it's also really important about knowing who you're playing against, right? If you feel out your first couple of rounds, if they have one guy that is maybe missing the board off the right or is giving you a bumper yeah. slide all four in. Just slide you're just going to score. Absolutely. I mean, like they're just missing, right? If you have a yeah. guy that's like throwing game changers and he's just getting everything near the hole and not missing a lot, you be a block him. guy. Cause it's like mm-hmm. worst case scenario, you at least force him to shoot air mails. And then you maybe, maybe you only give up two points, but you're not forcing yourself to have to slide in a carpet bag four times in a row every single time. Right. You're forcing right. them to have a shot. It's so. possible. You know, whatever. I mean, it is what it is, but, yeah. um, I mean, I I can be that guy if I have to be. If sure. you know, if the guy's totally off, okay. If the guy's totally off, I'm not going to be trying to lay blocks and be like, "Oh, I'm going to get you off more." Like, no. If you threw two bags off the board, I don't need to block you. Sure. You know, I can just throw my bags. You know, so it, it can flip back and forth. I I do kind of like that. It's not like a designated clean and a designated dirty, but it, you can't have two dirty players. I just don't think no. it's going to work. Um, but I loved the idea because I've never thought about that consciously like somebody has to dirty up and somebody has to just keep sliding in and apply the pressure and it's okay to rotate like depending on uh, and it's fine to rotate for what you know it's if your air mill is on freaking fire then you be the blocker oh because you're block your it up and on, right? let them let them shoot you yeah. know and and i totally i just i love the idea i just thought it was so cool i don't know why it never clicked in my brain before sure. that you know Yes, child. But, but I think he said like it sounds super easy on paper, but like until you actually start oh, doing not. it, you start to realize that like the teams that throw carpet, a lot of the time they both go for rolls all the time, and that's why you maybe don't see as much success with carpet teams yeah. because it's just they yeah. they'll be off more than someone who just slides in every single time will be off. So you can't just constantly compete with that. 
Which, I mean, it's kind of funny that you say that because in, I mean, in singles, you're seeing carpet do okay. Yeah. But in doubles, doubles you you're see not almost really anybody. seeing it up there too high, you know? Well, That's, there's also not a lot of yeah. teams left that throw carpet. Actual That's carpet, true. right? Even like there's not true carpet BG teams, teams yeah. are throwing wizards, which I mean they're carpet, but in my meant they're easier to throw for non carpet throwers. They're quick, yeah. And so like, <laughs> so like I mean like humans and copper, one of the only teams left, and maybe and eh, well, guy and yeah. David Davis wants to throw a slow bag, but guy doesn't really like slow bag as much. But yeah, are they still throwing assaults? I think so because Eric can uh, manipulate him. Mean, guy so guy throws pretty hard, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it does. But like Cobb and Humans are kind of one of the only teams we've been seeing placings from from like pure carpet players, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, who's Windsor's partner? I don't even know. Exactly. I should. <laughs> exactly. I should know. I should know. But I mean, they're going to be pure carpet too. I mean, the Windsors yeah. he plays. You know, his. Well, Windsors, no, he threw are... typhoons uh, for a couple tournaments. Did he? Yeah. And uh, but he does okay. like his pla- when he's singles, he plays platinums only. But I he's think playing, I think yeah. in doubles they were throwing typhoons. Um but either way, I mean it makes a ton of sense. And even if you guys are fast bag players, I think having a or even surefire players, ha- for oh, yeah. you guys know I throw surefires. Having a surefire block play style is really good. Because they're still whole friendly. They don't kick too much. They're hard to get through. <laughs> they, and they don't they don't kick too much. They're pretty they mm. they airmail drag pretty easily, in my opinion. So like I just think having a block is really good, and I've beaten a lot of teams that I shouldn't beat because you start blocking them. Yeah, block them, make it tough for them to get to the hole. That's that's always been my thing. It's put the pressure on them, make them make a shot. If they do, awesome, good for them. Exactly. They made the shot. Yeah, but if they missed it, that's why I put it there. And there was a sponsored team that I shot against this weekend that um I hit a three or my partner hit a two bag airmail and I hit like a three bag airmail or something and yeah. and. uh and both of them instantly, they weren't like, dang, or crazy shot. They, were, they looked at, they're like, you shot the right shot. He just hit it. Like, yeah. like, because they realized there's not much you can is. do. Like, it, like you no. had to block behind, you did, they hit the shot. There's not a lot you can do. Yep. I mean, that's just if how. If they're going to bang, they're going to bang. But yeah. I mean, if you're playing you that block to do it, though. situation, you force them into a bad spot, which might not be a bad spot, depending on who you're playing against. Yeah. You know, I might not try to block against Matt Guy, but. I mean, I probably will. It's probably the only way you can win. Literally my only chance. (laughs) Literally the only chance you have. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he misses one and I get one. (laughs) I think it's crazy that dude shoots like 80% airmails on a day. Like it's just crazy. And his airmails don't even hit the hole. Like they just like, they're like dead center airmail. It's just nuts. He almost has trouble dragging bags if you notice that. Yeah, because he hits it so center. He hits everything so clean that he has trouble dragging them. Or he hits the bag so hard it like pins it in a hole. (laughs) <laughs> like, uh-huh. like he doesn't just catch this part of the bag yeah it's, it's nutty man it's nutty i just love how when he like hits a bag and it doesn't drag he just stares at the bag like oh, just what, are you, what are you doing why aren't you in hands go up and he just looks down <laughs> just, <laughs> that level of consistency go. just blows my mind poor poor matt oh, guy on the on the curse though the acl curse three straight seconds he's yeah getting cursed a little bit i mean Hey, but okay. it's not the Jordan Nationals. No. He's just—he's he, tying it all up for the Nationals, man. He's just waiting for he's he's, waiting yeah, he's just the pro invitationals and everything. He's like, he's like, all right, these ACL <laughs> opens, I, I can rock in this. I mean, you can't be mad when you're still winning a couple grand in a week in a day. No, I'd be thrilled with second ball. place. I don't care. We're going to the open. What a week and a half now? I, I yeah. take second anything. Yeah, like, I would be thrilled. See, like if you could go O two drop and rounders, that'd be you. But good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty six and a half, baby. Let's go. I just hey, love how you're you're guaranteed six games and doubles. That's yeah, all that matters to me. I just love how like I watch you play like um no, you're guaranteed eight games, six and rounders and two in bracket. Is it um, six rounder? I thought it was four rounders, but it's six. If it's six rounders, because yeah, it's cool. way too many people to do in four. 
like to, to actually yes, see correctly. The brackets wouldn't be very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, it's funny. Cause I, when I watch you like play normally or in your streams or anything that you randomly do, you yeah. like never front board. And then I watch your reviews. No. You always Thank front you. board. Thank always you. Always front board. Like I watched your last review and I'm like, you weren't even throwing fast bags and it was like, not even no. close. I was like, Corbin, why are not you even close. front boarding? Not even like, close. Yeah. It's nine, eight, nine. So I'm like, boom. <laughs> like directly in the front. I'm like, whatever. It's just, oh it's yeah, comical. dude, I know it's, it's wild. I get that all the time though. Like when I'm playing, you know, local guys, or whatever. And it's right after I started the channel, got the logo going, all that, you know, we're playing we're like, Oh, I've seen your channel. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know, they're like, Oh, front board. Like, yeah. Play a game. And they're like, you don't, like, you didn't board. even front board. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I played six games today and I haven't front boarded once. Yeah, I know. And like, I'm like, literally, I don't think I front boarded at all on Saturday, to be honest. I go off the back once in a while, but like, and it's funny yeah. too, because like me and, me and Corbin were making fun of each other about both of our last reviews released because I had like a <laughs> six PPR and he had like a 6.5 PPR. And we're like, <laughs> we both were so terrible. And then I, I, I'm editing my tournament vlog and I threw like an 8.4 PPR over like did you 12 games of like long games and i'm that's like pretty solid yeah i'm like that's fine <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like i threw i had a couple 10 games in there i'm like see uh-huh. like i don't i don't throw a six like, it's the reviews man i mean when you're sitting uh, there talking your mind isn't on the throwing when you're playing your mind by yourself, is on, it's so different when yeah you're, you're throwing by yourself dude. when you have it's an wildly different. and you're like i have bags to go off i'm like focused a little more as so yeah yeah, when you got bumpers to help you, when you got, you know, if they have one off, you're like, cool, I need one in, whatever. If I'm throwing by myself, I threw one off, I'm like, yeah, I missed. Plus, if you throw by yourself, the dirty play style is kind of brutal. Hey, you <laughs> can't like, do it. I'm like, man, I got to push every time. <laughs> this is hard. Like, man, that I makes know. you a better pusher. True. That's another thing. I, I guess it's actually ties us back into the podcast a little bit to finish off here is you guys see us review we're kind of, and me saying I'm kind of a hybrid play style. I enjoy to throw blocks and pushes and and you guys know, I love my cut shots. I have a couple crazy cuts coming in my next vlog and stuff. And you know, Corbin loves his flop, his airmail is, you know, pushes good blocks. When we're throwing reviews, we can't do that. Like we can, but it makes us not throw very good. Like, yeah, like, we're not going to throw great. Like, like I mean, I'll do it to like show it to show that I can cut it or that I can flop mm-hmm. it or try to. But like when you're just throwing four by yourself, like people are like, oh, you didn't throw so good. I'm like, I'm throwing by myself in a garage, dude. Like there's no exactly. mentality to try to throw like crazy good or like to think about it. It's just it's just well, I mean, even if you want to get around bags, you have to either go to the other side and put those bags down. Or True. throw a purposeful block, which is incredibly difficult. <laughs> yeah. And you only have four so, bags you know, to do it every time. Yeah. Correct. How many times have we done perfect. reviews and you're like, I'm going to lay a block. And then you make it and you're like, oh, I'm going to try to lay a block again. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> like, well, I threw it a little too hard. It's a pretty good miss, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Welcome to the life of small time reviewer. Reviewers. Yeah. I know it. I know it. Yeah. I got 10 sets soaking in softener right now. Welcome to the do life. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> um, Alrighty, guys. Well, it's kind of an interesting conversation. It was kind of sparked by our conversation with Jimmy and Tyler talking about the style of play, the dirty versus clean. And uh, back to Kill Shots Bags. You know, the OG 357s, they're a classic. They'll be a classic. And the P90s, Forever. really solid, a little bit fuller pro sniper that you can find a lot of people selling. I really liked it as an option. I actually, when I gave it to my they're brother, nice bag, I gave it to my brother and I was like, man, these are actually kind of sweet. They're really a nice bag. Someone pulls them out of blind draw like Will you throw these? I'm like, hell yeah. Sure. Why not? Hell yeah. I'll throw they those. sniff Let's the go. hole they go in. Let's go. Oh, they're great. Yeah. They're great. So 
But uh, yeah, appreciate you guys stopping by for another podcast. Pod- it's crazy we're already on number 16. I remember when this yeah, was just an idea and we're almost I know. at 20, which is just, it's a lot of episodes of a podcast. But, you know, appreciate you guys stopping by. We have a couple people lined up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, don't know the exact time frames, but we're definitely talking about getting some more people on the podcast. We really love talking to pros or any really anybody in the cornhole scene. Uh, as it's it's really cool to get some different mentalities and kind of learn who they are as people because we see them on the streams and not at other places. But you guys know what me and Corbin are. We're just lame, boring YouTubers that are decent at cornhole. But it's just us. That's why it's fun to get other people on here. But appreciate it you guys stopping by for another podcast. We'll catch you guys uh, next week. So I uh, hope you guys have a great day and rest of your week. And we'll see you in the next one. Thanks, guys.